This week's podcast brought to you in part by Tom's Shoes. With every pair you purchase, Tom's will give a pair of new shoes to a child in need. Just visit whatdothesaid.com and click on the link for Tom's Shoes. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. This is Zandy Aris from the Dr. Phil Show. If you're not listening to What Duvet Said, then you're functionally retarded. Hello, I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Alicia Witt, and you're listening to What Duvet Said. Did you hear... Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? What do they say? Now, I'm sort of auditing myself, Rob. Did you hear that? Now, you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplessis, coming at you from Duvet Studios South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who all he can manage to string from his lips is a string of absurdities, your host... Hello there, folks. Robert, Bob, coming to you from the Pompeii of podcasting, my kitchen in San Francisco, California. Welcome, Jace. Welcome, listeners. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Uh, that my my uh, my introduction of you this week is based entirely on my having listened to songs from the 1980s on shuffle on my MP3 player as I was walking the dog the other day. I think I found the ah. quintessential 1980s song. What what is share it with me? The quintessential nineteen eighty song is "Automatic" by the Pointer Sisters. <laughs> I God, if it's so quintessential, I can't quite remember how it goes. Want to hum a few bars? Well, why don't I just play a little bit for you? Oh, perfect. Yeah. So as you can hear, it starts with the concise and and clean drum beat here, um, yes. which 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 kicks in with the. Uh, I'm sorry this is taking so long. Maybe we can get to this later. But the synthesizer, there's the synthesizer. Oh, yeah, and, um, oh, yeah. Then uh, in a little bit here, you'll hear the uh, the guitar part. Well, anyway, you get the idea. I, 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 I urge all of our listeners maybe to go on YouTube and listen to uh, Automatic by the Pointer Sisters because the production value, everything about it, you, you can't get more 80s than this. I'm guessing too, Jason, that there's going to be a lot of asymmetrical uh, hairstyles and dresses with big billowy shoulder pads in this video. Oh, probably. No doubt. No doubt. Maybe you can put that on the blog, which everyone should go visit at whatduvetsaid.com. Lots popping on the blog these days, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. There's been a, there's been a, a, a fit of activity. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that... No, I just... I've uh, been busy trying to... Uh, you know, started off the year slow. I'm feeling good. I'm uh, trying to keep it keep it current. So it will be current. So if we go to it, you will see new stuff. Hopefully, uh, every time you show up. And if not, just wait for it. Wait yeah. for it. 
<laughs> Wait for it. Gonna be legend. Wait for it. Uh, see, suddenly I'm Bernie Stinson. No doubt. What we do want is you up in our business. And the way you can do that is to email us at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. Uh, you can just search for What Duvet Said in the little search engine there and give us a like, thumbs up button. Or you can just go to the blog at whatduvaysaid.com. There's links there to everything you need to know in the WDS universe, including our phone number, which is... 415-937-0445. That is the number to reach us at, 415-937-0445. Operators are standing by. Oh, sorry, yes. Operators are standing by. I was distracted for a moment there because I was actually, uh, I was trying to get some stuff together for later on the show. We, we were going to do a mail sack segment this week, but I think... Uh, I think we got too much going on, but I do want to get to this one email, so I apologize for that pause. I was just... Uh... I hear you. I hear you. I, I always look forward to it. More importantly, I always... You keep me on my toes. Okay, good. Well, what keeps me on my toes is when you read me the news. I'm not singing the song today because Hallie said she doesn't like when I sing the song. Oh, why? See, now you can't, you can't do things that Hallie makes you do. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> good, good point. Yeah, so we got some news today. Well, let's start with uh, his purpleness. He, he appeared in the uh, New York Post just the other day. So let's oh, see really? what we got from him. Wow, it's all Prince episode. Uh, the, I, a song came up on my MP3 shuffle of all songs from the 80s, which I thought for sure was really? a Prince song, but I knew wasn't Prince. Uh, it turned out to be Sheila E. I was going to say it was Sheila E. or Sheena Easton, because both of them, I think, had hits with Prince songs. Yeah. Well, Sheena Easton had the Sugar Walls song, but uh, the Sheila E. song was a song off of her second album, I think, called Bed Bedtime Story. Um, ah. Which, can we which... just talk about Sugar Walls? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, let's. <laughs> is, there, is, there, is it maybe enough said already? <laughs> right. Okay. All right, well, this is, I'm going to read the description because I don't want uh, Prince's people to call me think I wrote this. This is from the people at the Post. Okay. It says, pint-sized pop star Prince has been racking up some big legal bills. The Purple Rain singer is being sued by law firm Patterson, whatever, too many guys to name, in Manhattan Supreme Court for allegedly stiffing them on $708,687 in fees. Report. Wow. The, the post uh, reporter here. And uh, yeah, they're suing Prince, which the reason why I thought this was interesting, Jace, yeah. is because this seems to be a trend with people that have money. They feel that they don't no longer need to pay for goods and services rendered. Oh, well, I don't think they do need to. Why is that? <laughs> because they're, they're that good. The, the very fact that Prince uses your product should be payment enough. Don't you think? God, now I know why I am always going to be poor. Because <laughs> I pay for goods and services. And uh, there's an expectation, I guess, that I do that. Or else I would be thrown in a debtor's prison or something like that. But I didn't realize maybe we can convince people that we are that good via this show. And then we just won't have to pay for anything anymore. Oh, right. Uh, so, uh, yes. So, uh the fact that Prince doesn't pay his bills to the accountant firm of uh, Sluggo, Sluggo, and Sluggo yeah. uh, is, is definitely um, not. Got it. I understand. So should we move on? Should we move on to the gift that keeps on giving? All right. This is, uh, is going to be my new favorite, absolute favorite train wreck is Charlie Sheen. I don't know. what. It, how about you, Jace? 
Uh, I like that Charlie Sheen. I haven't been following the Charlie Sheen uh, bandwagon as much as I've been following the coverage of the coverage of Charlie Sheen, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's probably more interesting than Charlie Sheen himself. Yeah. But what I mean to say is I've been listening to people comment on the news coverage of him, not so much the actual uh -huh. news of him. But anyway, yeah. He's up to, uh, I think, almost a million people following him on Twitter now. Oh, uh, I, you can you can count my fake Twitter account as one of those followers as, as well. Oh, nice. Well, good for you. I tried to find him yesterday. I did a search for Charlie Sheen, and there's so many fake Charlie Sheens, I, I, don't, I never got the right one. Oh, I found the real one. I've actually started a Twitter experiment, um, which we can get into later. I've, I've created a okay, fake Twitter cool. account specifically to to find out if I can figure out Twitter fakely. But, but anyway, tell me, uh. tell, me, tell me the news. News! Well, uh, this is great. I like this because you're a big Beatles fan. Yeah. And so I, and I, this was the headline that just kind of dragged me to it. It says, Insane Sheen, I'm more famous than Obama. <laughs> wow. I can see every, every, uh, every one of Charlie Sheen's vinyl albums being thrown into a bonfire in the South right now. Because right? I mean, did you just see it now? It's like the platoon, throw it in the fire! You know, like, <laughs> Wall Street, in the fire! <laughs> Major League One and Two! <laughs> yeah, so, um, what else do we have in this story? I'm reading it, put it in a box and send it to him. Yeah, he's just been talking a lot recently. He's been saying some stupid stuff. He's been making some racial epitaphs and stuff like that. He's crazy. He's unhinged, you know, in my opinion. But... <laughs> Yeah, has he been saying some racial epitaphs? <laughs> yeah. What I thought was uh, interesting about him, though, is he seems to be obsessed currently with winning. Have you heard any of his interviews? Oh, yes. Yes, I have. Actually, as a, I, I, in full disclosure, I am a listener of The Howard Stern Show. And uh, okay. he's, been, he's been fascinated with uh, the Charlie Sheen thing, uh, in, including having him on the air the other day. He called in, but he's, he's taken one one expression of Charlie Sheen saying winning and is just playing it yeah. over and over and over again. <laughs> I'm a winner. I'm yeah. winning. It's like he's new, the, the fucking Newt Rotney of the uh, drug addicts. Yeah. It's very inspirational. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm getting a lot of inspiration from Charlie Sheen in that. I don't want to look like Charlie Sheen. He's only a few years older than us too. Yeah. He does sort of have that corpse underwater look to him. Oof, it's bad. It's very, very bad. Um, well, so uh, the Char Charlie Sheen being more famous than Obama, how, how does that fall on our, our pendulum, our barometer? Uh, I would say that is not a... Because I think it's absolutely true. I would agree. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm ditto that. I'm going to say it's not a... For me as well. And uh, I would say, why stop at Obama? He might be more famous... Then, um, you know, uh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, or Osama. Maybe this is how it'd be if Charlie Sheen had to have that press conference. He, he, you know, if he had to appear contrite, he would be like, look, uh, look, I wasn't saying I was better or, or uh, uh, you know, more. I just said I'm winning more than Obama. That's all. You know, I just said it was taken wrong. You know, I'm a winner. And I was just winning more than Obama at that time. Or, and people took it whatever they took it. Right. I'm not talking about Obama as a concept or a thing. <laughs> just talking about his win to loss ratio. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Good old Charlie Sheen. I'm sorry Charlie Sheen wasn't at the Oscars. You know, I think that would have been I think that would have been great. 
You think he would have got a Lifetime Achievement Award just for showing up? Yeah, exactly. Just for having a lifetime. Uh, well, here, the, you know, I'm going to, I want to actually, let me, let me I'm going to, uh, do you mind if I give you a quiz this week? Would you like to take a little quiz? Sure. Okay. Uh, because I think this is, this is really what it means to win an Academy Award. Because what happened to me is I watched the full ceremony, uh, which, you know, uh, we don't really need to talk about, but... I will say that once the ceremony was older, I went and walked my dog, and it took me 15 minutes while I was walking my dog to remember what won last year. Wow. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little quiz, Rob. Uh, let me tell. Okay. Let me see if you can uh, if you can do this. Uh, I'm gonna make right. I'm gonna do what it's I believe is going to be the easy quiz, and then I'm gonna throw some curveballs at you. Okay. You ready? Okay. Okay. What won the Academy Award for Best Picture this year? This year, Best Picture went to The King's Speech. You're all right. You're correct. All right. Who won the Super Bowl? This year? Yep. The Super Bowl was run won by the Green Bay Packers. Okay. <clears throat> uh, who won the World Series? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, forgive me, San Franciscans. The San Francisco Giants. All right. Okay. Uh, this past season, who won the Amazing Race? Ooh. God, I'm drawing a blank. I have no... Oh, it was an all-girl team. And they Named. were the, the, the lesbian doctors. Right, and their names are? Um, Britain Brenda. No, I'm going <laughs> to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you, Nat and Cat, but you are right. The, Nat you, and Cat, okay. There you go. And who won Survivor this past time? Oh, it was a kid, Fabio. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the difficult part. Who won yes. Best Picture last year? Oh my gosh! You see what I mean? Let me, <laughs> yeah, see, no, uh, I think it's on the tip of my tongue. Was it? Uh, was it the uh, old school part three? No, no. See, this is what happened, I, and it took me fifteen minutes walking around the block, and even then, I was unsure uh, if oh, it was Avatar or The Hurt Locker. And then I finally decided, oh yeah, The Hurt Locker won last year. Right. Yeah, I would never have gotten that. You would have to put me in a locker. Okay, so th- this just goes to prove my point. I'll try this anyway. Who won the Super Bowl last year? Oh man! Oh, so uh, who that them there love them Saints? There you go, the New Orleans Saints. Who won the World Series last year? You should know this. Um, was it the New York Yankees? The Yankees, correct. All right. Who won the Amazing Race? <laughs> last season before now oh, for Cat. christ's sake oh man i have no idea eh. it wasn't you and i because we have yet to send in our form but That's uh correct. i i gosh i don't know i have no idea yeah well i can tell you that jet and cord came in second but someone named dan and jordan won the amazing race uh oh yeah they were they the glee club singers no no that's just it and God. who won survivor last year not fabio's season but the season before Ooh. heroes versus villains oh man it wasn't russell nope god i yeah again i have no idea yeah sandra won heroes versus villains i sandra okay yeah you're right jason it's uh it's really a uh what's going on today kind of world we live in yeah and even so it doesn't really matter 
Yeah. It just goes to show. I, nope. Not to say that the King's Speech wasn't a very good film, because it was a very good film, but I have a feeling that two years from now, the, that's not going to be one that's sitting on the shelf of my DVD collection in between, you know, Flash yeah. Gordon I... and... Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure the Flash Gordon gets a lot of play, though. All right. Well, thank you for indulging me. Let's get back to News. All right, this one is we can play our game, the name, the state, the crime, the game game we have. You know the game. Oh, yeah, I do know the game. In fact, we even have music for the game. Ah, oh, lovely. All right. We're such a top-notch show here. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, All right, we, so this one, this one's great. I, I was, this was like, uh, if, if this is show is uh, podcast gold, then this is news gold because... The, the headline is, uh, says it all. Guy drives 35 miles with wife clinging to hood. <laughs> what, did he think she was an antelope or something? I don't know. Somebody's watching way too many of those Bruce Willis movies. You can never watch too many Bruce Willis movies. So uh, take, a, take a venture a guess. This was in Florida. Of... <laughs> uh, that's a great guess. However, not right this time. So I have to mix it up with you, Jace, because I know you're sharp and you, you're gonna you're gonna figure out the patterns. Okay. This is no, nope, not uh, Florida. Okay, then it's in um, Oklahoma. No, actually, this one is in my neck of the woods. It's in Northern California. Wow. Uh, well... Yeah, but the story gets. The story gets so much better when the devil's in the details, I like to say. Okay. Devil me. All right. So, so Christopher Michael Carroll sped 35 miles down a Northern California highway, reaching 100 miles per hour, all while his wife clinged to the hood. And then it goes on to say, Carroll got into the family's minivan around 1230 a.m. Saturday after he and his wife had an argument at their Manteca home. Manteca, Jace, home to the water slides. I've been to the water slides in Manteca. And judging by looking at this guy, home to a lot of uh, trailers producing crystal meth. Um, also, it goes on to say, she kind of goes with the van to try to stop him, gets up on the hood, and is hanging on the wiper blades. She obviously <laughs> didn't think he would keep driving. Carol sped through Manteca, got on the freeway, and didn't pull over until he reached Pleasanton. Oh, hey, this is, I know this is Scotch Costa County. His wife was picked up by a passerby and treated for hypothermia, and Carol was arrested when he returned home. Can you believe that those wiper blades were that strong, though? That's impressive. Yeah, that really is impressive. I, I think she's worth hanging on to now. That She's shown her metal <laughs> and her love for the man. <laughs> she's got her claws in deep in this guy. Yeah, exactly. Please don't leave me. I wonder what kind of car that is, because I can't get my wiper blades to clean my windshield. Well, it was a minivan, so, uh, you know. Oh, okay. Yet, you, know, you don't think of minivans as being like these uh, high-performance stunt vehicles, but I guess, uh, you know, I, they're I, making them that way now. I guess so. That really, that really is Motor Trend's wiper blades of the year, I imagine. <laughs> so uh, how do you want to call this one? I'll let you call it. Uh, I'm actually going to say that is a to me because... For all those reasons, for all the reasons of the details with the wiper blades and the driving and the hypothermia and that they got from Manteca to Pleasanton, uh, just everything about it is, is is shocking to me. I think it's impressive that they got that from Manteca to Pleasanton. It must not have been a lot of uh, traffic because I, I know that road and it could, it could really back up. 
yeah, getting to 100 miles an hour on what is that 80? <laughs> that takes some doing. Yeah. All right, and so the last bit of news, um, I have two quick stories I'll tell you about, and then I, I, I my favorite. We talked about the Academy Awards, but my favorite awards. Uh, have recently been announced, and I just want to go over them really quickly with you oh, okay. before we get into our shows. Okay. It's not the new All cast right, so, of Dancing with the Stars, is it? No, no. Uh, in, my, in my opinion, better, but, uh, you know, it's all it's in the eye of the beholder. All right. Let me do this one. This one is, uh, I don't know, it, it just kind of bothered me a little bit, so I felt like I needed to read it. Did you hear about Keith Richards' daughter, model uh, Theodora Richards? No. What's it like being Keith Richards' daughter? Well, apparently you get arrested for scrawling graffiti on a Soho convent. <laughs> wow. Winning. Yeah, right. She's winning. Indeed. She was also uh, picked up with, uh, she had a bunch of drugs in her possession, uh, hydrocortone pills that were not hers. She told the cops she bought them from a dealer. But you want to know, this is the disturbing thing. So it's a convent. Wait a Place minute. I, wait a minute. Hold on. Let, let me back up just a second here. They're not hers because she bought them from a dealer, so they're the dealer's yes. pills. Yeah, they were. Well, you know, if you, they think, use the logic, they were the dealer's pills. She just bought them from him. Wow, that is fantastic. What a great, what a great way of getting out of that. All this food in my fridge. This isn't mine. I bought it from the store. <laughs> exactly right actually this belongs to china <laughs> yeah exactly if you think about it all of america belongs to china get off my back you pig <laughs> <laughs> but the, the best is what she was scrawling into the convent what the world needed to know uh, from theodora richards was t heart symbol a hmm so apparently Theodora loves somebody named A. Um, and we can only speculate who that might be. Listeners, who do you think yeah. it is? What do they said at gmail.com? Find us on Facebook. What do they said <laughs> in your little search engine? Uh, go to the blog, what do they said.com, or give us a phone call at 415-937-0445, where this story may or may not yes. you. <laughs> Exactly. Fantastic. All right. Well, always a visit to the news keeps me up to date. I, I, I like the fact that you read me the news because I don't I, I just don't have time for news. You know, I know you don't, Jace. I know you're a busy guy. So that's why I try to try to help you out and uh, help out our listeners. So let me hear about your uh, big announcement here. Your non. Well, as you know, it's award season and uh, the, the Academy Awards really trump all awards usually. And they definitely, because they happen right before these awards are given out, they definitely uh, trump these. But I feel like we at WDS, we should give uh, our attention to these very uh, valued and hard-earned distinctions. All right. Well, lay it on me. I'm, I'm, you've got me hooked. Well, Jace, Dr. Drew has started to announce some of the participants in this next season of celebrity rehab. Oh, oh, I can see. All right, yes, lay it on me. Okay, and you know the thing about this is like there has been some glaring omissions and downright snubs, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I hear the music playing. Give, let's have the roll call. Okay, in most obnoxious and least interesting celebrities to appear on celebrity rehab. We have 
Mikhail and Tarek Salahi. Do you remember the Salahis? Are no. Are they well maybe. Are they the ones that crashed parties? They are. Apparently they crash a lot of parties because they're in need of uh, Dr. Drew's uh, help in uh, getting them clean. I don't know if they're getting clean from their fame addiction or actual uh, chemical dependency, but we will see on this next season of Rehab. Okay, who's next? Um, this was interesting to me because this shows you how fickle the committee can be. Um, Michael Lohan, Lindsay Lohan's father, oh, uh-huh. gets the gets the bid for uh, fame whore, which is, is was his his great role this year. Um, and he's apparently going to, you know, be awarded for it by getting a nod this year on the show, as opposed to Cocor, which would be Lindsay Lohan, who's really has done the, probably the best, you know, acting of her career in that role. Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess if you can't get the actual addict, the closest thing you can do is get the person who wants fame because of the addict. Exactly. Exactly. So that was a, that was a, a bit of a, you know, a surprise nod. Then we have, I don't even know who this person is. Maybe you can help me out. Actress Bai Ling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know Bai Ling. Sure. Who's who is Bai Ling? She is uh, a pretty hot Asian actress who uh, made a couple of appearances on. I mean, she's basically like some some hot Asian girl. Uh, I'm pulling up her picture right now as we speak. Yeah, she's been on a couple of things. I want to say she was on the X Files maybe ooh, once or twice. Ooh, ooh, oh my God! I would like to indulge in some bilingus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wish I could work in a Sugar Walls reference that wasn't gratuitous. But <laughs> oh, this this biling definitely has Sugar Walls. Okay, this is uh. This is a good, good addition to the show. I will be definitely riveted. Bai Ling's hot, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm trying to think of what I've seen her in. I, I just know her as Bai Ling. Uh, I'm seeing her naked right now. This is all great. All right, all right. Well, get to that later. We're doing a show here. Who else is on Okay, the... my bad. <laughs> who else is on All right, on? Um, we have... Uh, you like sports, Jace? I do like sports. I, I know who won like... the Super Bowl last year. Uh, you do? Do you like sports medicine? Uh, not as much as I like sports. Because he, he plays a doctor in the sporting world, but on Celebrity Rehab, he's going to play somebody in need of rehabil- re- rehabilitation. Sorry. All right. It's Mets, former Mets pitcher Dwight Doc Gooden. I don't know who that is. Is he naked on the internet? Oh, he was good. He, yeah, he, he may not be, but uh, he pitched for the Mets. He was a great, great pitcher. Um, and then, yeah, I think he has a problem with the, uh, the nose candy, and I don't mean bath salts. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, who yeah. else have we got? I don't know who that is, but I'm, 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 is Mackenzie Phillips back? That's all I want to know. Finally, though, I'm going to tell you the last one. And this is where I was just, I mean, Charlie Sheen. No wonder Charlie Sheen is obsessed with winning when he's not even included in the, this category. And he gets, he gets usurped by Baywatch actor Jeremy Jackson. Ah, oh, I never watched Baywatch. Um, what is Jeremy Jackson addicted to? Um, it doesn't say. It just says he's on board. <laughs> I love it. This show, I love it. Like, the rehab, you can be on board for it. That's just great. I think that's genius. Nice. Well, good. I'm glad that... Uh, congratulations to all of them. I guess there is no Mackenzie Phillips then, huh? That's all I know about. 
Well, no, no, she's she's not this year. But you know what? As they say in, in most things, and you can attest, it's, it's really an honor just to be nominated. Right, right. Well, I hope that one of these person wins. I'll, I'll be rooting for all of them. Winning! <laughs> and speaking of winning, we're getting closer and closer to the winner of our favorite show, The Bachelor. Um, let's talk as little about The Bachelor as possible. What do you say? I'm all for it because as as I want to do, I only could stomach about uh, a date and a half this this time. Well, I'll tell you what I did from your queue. I I fast forwarded through all the dates and then watched what was going to happen before the rose ceremony. Fast forwarded through that. And I think I got through the entire <clears throat> thing in about 15 minutes and still know exactly what's going on. Good for you. Yeah. Wow. See, you, you, that's that's giving yourself a uh, precious, precious time. I watched. I started to watch it. It, it my, you know, as always, I love. I'm just fascinated by Brad's ability to, uh, much like you know, God to create things for for everybody. Oh, yeah. Look at this. I created this giraffe for you. <laughs> I created this bed in a tree for us. Let me get this straight, because I'm new <laughs> to the Bachelor here. The there's a thing called the fuck suite. What is it called? <laughs> Well, you know, he, you got to kick the tires, so to speak. You know, you're not going to just drop down to one knee and propose to somebody you haven't, uh, you know, defiled. And that, isn't that what this week's episode of The Bachelor seemed to be all about? Yeah, it was about picking locks. Yeah. Um, he gave that key to pick, every single one of them. Locks. Is there ever a time when The Bachelor only picks one person to, for, to, to pick their locks? That would be a very chaste bachelor. And I don't think uh, that, to my credit, that I, I think that defies male nature. And that's the implication, right? That they, I mean, they don't make any bones about it. They present a bed with like flower petals strewn all over it. And uh -huh. he, they have a date yep. and then he presents a key to the date to basically say, this is my phallic symbol. I want to insert it in you, right? <laughs> I thought it was because he's wearing a chastity belt. Right. Unlock this for me, baby. <laughs> uh, I just, you know, listener Sean was dead on. The, the, the more I watch this show, the more all it is is them talking about how great, like, or verifying with each other how great every experience yeah. is. Yeah, I didn't even get to that. I mean, it's wholly uninteresting. It's just very uninteresting. And he is... You know, I don't know. It's just like, you, let's just do the math, man. You, all these dates have been in really fucking exotic locales. And I keep thinking, what's going to happen when, you know, say one of the Chantels moves from Seattle where she has a job and a rich family and a hot mom and goes out to Austin and she gets the phone call when he's like, ba baby, I'm not going to be able, be able to make it home until about uh, – I don't know four tonight because I, I I have to stack this hot waitress at my bar. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, it's it's gonna go nowhere. But just so I'm clear again on the Bachelor, so the Bachelor is two hours long and it's really about forty five minutes of content because they show everything that happened in last week's episode, then they show a bunch of what's going to happen in the current episode, then they do a, a show a bunch mm -hmm. of what's going to happen in the next episode, and really what it is is watching these people on a date, which is manufactured. 
but the the part where mm-hmm. they're just sort of sitting and talking to each other, the actual date portion, is about as interesting as sitting in a restaurant and watching two people on a date that you don't know or care about. And that's not very interesting yes. to me. I mean, if they were crazy, you know, if Charlie Sheen and Bai Ling were out on a date with one another... That would be something I would be interested in watching. Which I'm sure has happened. I'm sure those two guys have crossed. But even in the fast forward thing, it's it's the exact – it's three times in a row he does the exact same thing. I mean one, he brought in an elephant. The other, he brought in a helicopter. And then I forget what he did with the Chantal. But basically they sit well, and talk to each other. Well, you know, the, the, there's two words that are abused – excited i'm so excited and of course uh i'm so confused so you have you know excited confusion and the thing that i love that which is so staged where he brings out emily the the blonde the mom who's kind of like pretty committed to not making an ass out of herself on television yeah, I, I actually find her the most realistic person on reality on this reality show yeah Oh, yeah, she uh, absolutely. And I think she's probably angling. She's going to be the next bachelorette. That's what I'm hearing on the streets. Okay, so she doesn't get picked. So so she's going to parlay this into, you know, 30 guys trying to get in her pants, you know, which I don't know how that's going to help her image. But basically, that's seems to be the word in the street. But the, the part that I loved is when all this fucking faux drama they create where he walks around into the middle of this, you know, field. And then he's like, wait here, I'll be back. And then he goes scampering off and then they cutting to her nervously kind of biting her lip and nails and, and doing like a, a voiceover saying, I can't believe he just left me out here. I could be eaten by a lion or a or a, a giraffe or a wildebeest. I mean, it's just I don't feel very safe just sitting out here. And I wonder if I could feel, safe. you know, all this fucking needless drama that, you know, they're trying to create. And then he comes walking in with Babu, the you know guide on the fucking yep. elephant oh yeah. i really i really wanted babu to put a bullet in my head at that point <laughs> with his big elephant i want to be eaten by a giraffe um <laughs> so the, so we need to sit through next week is all the all the bachelorettes come back and talk about their experience so we have a yes. reunion recap yes. show before the final episode is that how this gets dragged out Ye- yeah, yeah, because that, that way they can all come out and bitch about one another and uh, hopefully like a uh, reunion of, say, Jersey Shore or Bad Girls Club, there'll be some hair pulling. Uh, I can't wait for this to be over and to exemplify it. <laughs> we'll just say that Ashley went home. If anyone cares, that's what happened. I don't remember. Who went yeah, home? There you go. She went home. Enough about The Bachelor. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about The Amazing Race. I'm running in place right now. <laughs> Good, as you should. Um, I'm liking the season of The Amazing Race. I'm liking it so far, and I'm happy that the two people that I knew nothing about uh, got booted off this week. Yeah, right? It'll make it that much easier not to remember their names and not to have to talk about them. Yeah, exactly. I don't even remember their names, so I can say that they lost this leg of the race. But exciting leg of the race up to the point where everybody got uh, jammed up again and just ha- ended up getting on flights. Um, yeah, so really, yeah. everything that happened last week didn't really matter because they just all ended up signing up to be on a charter flight anyway. Well, I thought the I thought Bill nailed it on the head, the host. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Did you, did you catch that one? I did, yes. <laughs> well, when the guy called him Bill. Did you just call me Bill? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was really rooting for the Asian dad and his daughter to be... I can't... That If, if there is a team that annoys me, it's them. I like her, and I liked her last time. I think she, I, I, it's him that I don't like. Yeah, he's really... Ugh. I would just strangle him and leave him on the road side of a road in the outback somewhere. Mm. Yeah, that well, okay. I'll keep that in mind when we're applying for the Amazing Race. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to want to do that to me, Jason. Right, okay. Yeah, probably, because I'm going to be the one driving everywhere. Um, I know, right? Yeah. I haven't driven in years. <laughs> Great. Can't wait. Who are you rooting for, though? Is there anyone you're actually rooting for this season? Yes, yeah, 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 definitely. I, I, I'm rooting for the Globetrotters. Oh, okay. I, I love them. They're very positive. And you know what? I kind of root for uh, Jet and Cord as well because I like the teams that don't get down on each other. Yeah, I agree. I like Jet and Cord. I think they're the ones that I'm most interested in rooting for. Um, I like Flight Time and Big Easy, who are the Globetrotters, but um, I don't really feel they're... I mean, I like the way they won the race, but I think they're just kind of like there to do it for the experience as opposed to the actual competition and running and, and winning it kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I enjoy watching them, but I don't really care whether they win or not. I really do like Jet and Cord and the other teams, you know, I enjoy that they're there, but I don't really have any vested interest in any of them winning. Um, Can't get behind. I mean, they're very pretty and I love watching them run around in their Lululemon uh, the NFL cheerleaders. Oh yeah, the one with the green bunny outfit. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's funny? It's because I heard the yeah, I, that that kind of I was like, oh, that's interesting. She has a green bunny outfit. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see that. Hmm. But uh, you know, with them, it's funny because they always build themselves as redheads. And let me tell you something, Jason. The yes. curtains don't match the drapes on those two. <laughs> Yeah, I, I one of them is especially is not a redhead. There's there's two of two cheerleaders here for those of you who aren't watching, and very clearly one of them is really beautiful, and the other one has worked very hard to be that pretty. Let's say that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good assessment and inaccurate. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, the, I like the. What uh, about and then? Ooh, God, the good God girl, man. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, hey, there's a song for that. <laughs> she doesn't bother me as much as she seems to bother you, but she is bothering me more this season. She seems to be a little more frenetic and screamy this season than she was last season. Oh, I mean, Jesus! <laughs> Literally. <laughs> she has got Jesus on speed dial this time. Yeah, yeah. I just I I don't I don't get you know my feelings about that. It's not I am not anti-religion. I'm just anti people thinking that Jesus needs, you know, is specifically Jesus is interested in helping people win game shows. Yeah, like the, it's your own personal god in your pocket that you can carry around. Like yeah, a, a I mean, talisman or a good luck charm. God is not a good luck charm. No. No, honestly. Oh, so anyway, enough enough said about that team. I, I'm I'm secretly hoping that they get bounced very soon. Yeah. All right. And I also, uh, as much as I like the the writer of Chuck and Buck and his dad, they're just kind of sad to me. Yeah, a little weepy. Yeah, a little weepy. I don't need to see weepy men on a ferry. <laughs> well, there's probably more in that statement than we should probably get into in All the right. show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, but I'm you know, still... Yep. 
I was gonna say he also wrote uh, School of Rock. Oh, did he wrote that too? I thought he just wrote Chuck and Buck. He wrote Chuck and Buck and School of Rock, and oh. he's in School of Rock. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I would think he wouldn't be quite so weepy then. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, he's a sensitive writer, like yeah. we like we all are. Yeah, true. Well, I enjoy the race. We won't talk too much about it because we've got a lot to cover this episode, including this week's episode of Survivor. What's your take on, spoiler alert for those who haven't watched it, on the ouster of Russell Hands this week? First of all, Jason, don't get smart with me. <laughs> okay, no problem. Uh, I uh, was bummed because I'm a big Russell guy. I, I, I like Russell, but you know what? Something tells me... He's going to do all right. He's going to do okay out there on Redemption Island. I hope so. Because um, uh, that team I'd became like... so uninteresting the minute he left. Yeah, absolutely that team became so uninteresting. Although I do like, against the Sarah Silverman light girl. But the the firefighter woman who it, it, with the extremely close-set eyes and the yes. man body is, is kind of terrifying to me. Yeah, she is terrifying. And... I mean, unfortunately, it's the Sarah Silverman uh, lookalike, who's very cute, and she's made an excellent point at Travel Council, you know, in her defense of Russell and playing the game properly, is now she's going to be dust, right? Because, like, she is hung out to dry. Yeah, she's absolutely hung out to dry. I still understand when this shift happened where people don't want to win challenges to keep the tribe strong. I mean, it's like, okay, you're you're working for in a company, right? And yeah. everybody has a job and then health insurance and families to support. <clears throat> so your idea to help this continue is to sabotage the company? <clears throat> Excuse me. I got a frog in my throat. But I, I don't understand when the shift happened where you – Make your team weak and then go into a merger weakened and get swallowed up. I mean, it just, I love that Jeff was all on top of it. Yeah. He said, I predict that this is going to be a terrible team. Yeah, he's absolutely right. And Boston Rob is, as much as I've not been a Boston Rob fan, as many times as I've seen him, he is running that, that show right now. He is ruling the game. Um, and he's doing it absolutely well. He's doing it because he's learned from past experiences and is adapting and changing his game. And as much as Russell came in and said he was playing the game differently, he was absolutely playing the game the exact same way he's done it before, and they called him on it. And believe me, I was I was rooting and cheering and saying, you're doing it, Russell. You're doing, ex you're doing the exact same Russell things that you've always been able to do. I thought for sure that he got firefighter bodybuilder woman over on his side, and he was going to uh -huh. get rid of... Uh, uh, get rid of man sweater man uh, who just bothers the hell out of me um but it yeah. didn't happen and i was like oh you know that's too bad because they 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 they're on to his game but people aren't on to boston rob's game they think they're on to him and he's letting on that they that he's playing the same game but you know he's playing a different game this time he's doing it well and i'm, I'm actually i'm actually kind of impressed by the man i agree yeah no no i he's uh he, he's very uh very smart he's a, he's smart He's a smarty pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's smart. I was going to ask you something else about the show, and it kind of popped into my head and then just popped out. It had something to do with um, 
was it Boston Rob or playing the game? Gosh, you know, I can't remember. Was it the? Help me remember. Was it the incredible sexy blonde woman who I've never noticed before until she stood up and walked to cast her vote in tribal council, and I went, "Who the hell is that?" <laughs> I love it. There's always that moment for you in the season when you just get bowled over by somebody that you had no idea was even on the show. Yeah, well, that happened to me last night, and I still have no idea who she is. She's on Boston Rob's team. I've seen her do absolutely nothing. But there was just one shot of her getting up and walking to write her vote. And I went, what? (laughs) Thank God for TiVo. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, God. All right. Well, goodbye, Russell. Goodbye, Survivor. And welcome to the most exciting thing I could possibly think about. Hey, actually, uh, before we move into that, I have a quick I have an intro for it, by the way. So when you want the intro, let me know. Oh, uh, well, I want it. Well... Okay, I've already done this because I'm going to forget if I don't do this. But we got some mail in the mail sack here, Rob. Oh, do uh, it, do it, do this it. This is from Daniel. Dan, this is probably a girl. I think. I think it's Danielle. Danielle. Mm. Uh, Danielle in Las Vegas. Uh, she writes. Let me just skim through this real quickly because I'm keeping an eye on the clock and we've got so much to do um, and so much less time to do it. She writes a lot about The Bachelor. She's really happy that Ashley went away. She's got a lot of comments on The Bachelor. Um, Then she says uh, that she's totally uh, hooked on Make It or Break It now, thanks to you guys. Uh, Been watching a lot of it, yeah. Um, But then she says uh, uh, she loves the the music podcast too, and she says, Bob, uh, I can't help noticing that you love music so much, but you haven't said a thing about the person who plays Payson's sister, Becca Keeler. Why haven't you mentioned that? And I'm not going to read the rest of this here because I actually knew this. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to quiz you again, Rob. Uh, oh no! Yeah the the person who plays Becca Keeler uh, okay. is is somebody okay, once again in an interesting way. Uh, my dating world is connected to Make It or Break It. No. Um, because no, I this is all da- new developments. <laughs> I dated a girl for a while, for a couple of months last year, who uh, worked for a um, who works for a manager who manages kid actors, and she said to me at the time that there was a client of hers who would come in all the time. Uh, for her acting class. The manager also teaches an acting class. And every time that this actress's father would come in, the woman that she worked for, who is the manager who runs the acting class, would get all dressed up and all excited that her dad was coming in. This actress's father was coming in. And the girl I was dating was just like, he never pays any attention to my boss when he shows up. And it's just always so funny. Um, Did you know, and I will thank Danielle, uh, from Las Vegas for writing this to me, that the person who plays Becca Keeler, her name is Mia Rose Frampton. What? Yes. <laughs> Can you I get... want you <laughs> to tell me his name. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to tell you his name, but you, did you know that? I did not know, but I can tell you this, Danielle, out there in Las Vegas... Do you do feel <laughs> like I do? <laughs> there you go. So that's a neat little trivia fact, and I thought that was kind of exciting. I, I always see her name pop up in the credits, and I always think of this girl I dated. It never occurs to me to think of of Peter Frampton, but there you go. Wow. Exci- that, is a, that is a crazy bit of trivia. I, I, I would, you know, bad on me, Danielle, bad on me. I should know this stuff. 
kind of authority am I? Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, let's Can let's I do, do my it. intro. Let's do it. Yes. Let's let's get moving into. Maybe all right, Jace. Here it comes. All right. Let's get ready to tumble. That's my intro. Oh, I thought you were going to do like a whole Survivor thing where you talked about everything, but I like that. That excellent. No, no, no. I my my new favorite role model um, is uh, is Sasha Beloff, and that's uh, that was courtesy of him from the most recent episode that I've seen of Make It to Break It. Oh, so you're one episode behind me. You've watched the episode three, and I've already watched episode four. So I will. Yes. So be be very uh, on your spoiler alert, there, Jace. Absolutely. Well, I will say one thing about this season of Make It or Break It, which I think started one or two episodes into the last season that I've noticed this disturbing trend where people have stopped referring to Sasha as Sasha and have started referring to him solely as Belov. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Maybe uh, he's like, like our friend Prince. Maybe he's, uh, he's going by, he'll go by a symbol next. Yeah. So exciting developments in this season of Make It or Break It. We've got lots and lots of underage teen sex happening at a regular Ooh. basis. Um, absolutely yeah with uh carter and lauren going at it um we've got oh i can't talk about that just yet um uh what what okay what's what do you think what do you think of this the the trip to paris where okay they they were my favorite part of their trip to paris was that they had the entire city of lights around them and they decided to stop and eat at a subway <laughs> That that was funny. Um, I uh, first of all, we should address really quickly the addition of the new character. What's his name? Austin Tucker. Yeah, what a great name for a gymnast. You know, the, I, I, the other thing I remembered while I was watching this, uh, especially when they were doing the the this competition that you were just talking about in the last episode, the men and the women uh, swap. Uh, um, Yes. Uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? I totally lost the word, the gymnastic word. Uh, they swap apparatus. Yeah, they swap apparatus or elements that they do. Uh, and uh, the men have to perform the women's routines and the women have to perform the men's routines in a way to to figure out who gets dominance over where apparatuses are placed in the gym. But I completely forgot and I was reminded that you and I, Rob, were on the gymnastics team together. I was talking about that with actually listener Al as well, who was also on the gymnastics team. Right. Well, I remember Alan because Alan could actually do things, and I remember he competed. how competed. Alan actually competed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I can uh, I, I remember how extremely hard it was to do things on the bar in gymnastics, yeah. and that we were told by our coach there how how women couldn't do the rings. Because they're built differently mm -hmm. from men. Like, it's just impossible. So to see Lauren doing so well on the rings was just like, oh, come on. That's what made me think of it. What made me remember, oh, I actually know something about gymnastics. I was on gymnastics. That, that is funny that we both uh, shared that sport. Uh, because you and I don't share a lot of sports uh, activities together. But that was definitely one. I, I've also noticed this disturbing trend in Make It or Break It where they don't refer to leotards as leotards. They refer to them as leos. Is that what you're supposed to do nowadays? Oh, well, maybe that's, we're not hip. Now we are. I'm going to call them Leos. I'm wearing a Leo right now. <laughs> Great. Love it. Uh, so the new guy, that's what made me think of Paris, is this new addition who's 
I, I guess his sole purpose in training at The Rock is because he's heard about The Rock Rebels and now he wants to get back into being a serious gymnast. He's kind of like Iceman from uh, Top Gun. He's one part Iceman from Top Gun and he's one part uh, uh, Tom Cruise from Risky Business, this guy. <laughs> so he's basically just a Tom Cruise character all around. Yeah, basically. With the glasses. I mean, he's he's really big on wearing the dark shades and then taking them off and putting them on for effect. Right. Yeah. He's also very good at um, going out and seeing Green Day in Paris. Speaking of people who do things for effect, uh, I'd yeah. like to start a new drinking game. Okay. Every time Kaylee crosses her arms in Make It or Break It, you got to take a drink. Mm-hmm. Oof, I'm drunk just thinking about that. <laughs> Every time she folds her arms in front of her chest and like plops her weight onto one back foot to make a point, they drink. Um, oh my God, that's going to be uh, intoxicating to say the least. I really want Damon, whatever his last name's, booking agent because this guy knows everybody in rock and roll. Dude, not only does he know everybody in rock and roll, he's got enough juice to sit on a stage uh, with all the sound equipment doing yeah. for himself and do a personal sound check by himself with not a soul around in the middle of Paris. Isn't that great? Yeah. Do you know he would get the shit beat out of him opening up? And Green Day's not even like that hardcore of a punk rock band. I hesitate to even say they're a punk rock band. Right. But playing these sappy songs that are all apparently about the same fucking girl it would not fly opening for green day or really anybody else i don't think unless it was like the frail or some equally lame band train well but he's he he's so passionate about it that even the Iceman wants to find out who this emily is yeah the Iceman. <laughs> that's freaking great yeah it's hard to tell i mean i love this show um, there's just so many storylines going on and and things get, you know, introduced and then left and, and dropped off and then re-picked up again. It's kind of a – the show seems a little manic at the beginning of this season. Well, there are a lot of loose threads. There's the Lauren's dad and uh, Emily's mother uh, dating thing that's happening. Uh, mm-hmm. There's this this deal with Payson who's trying to return to being a gymnast that's going on. Um there's the Emily and Damon thing. Uh, there's the Lauren Carter Kaylee triangle, uh, and Kaylee trying to deal with her parents, who may or may not be getting a divorce going on. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's Sasha and Summer, their budding romance, plus the whole deal with the. She's another. Team. They're good uh, girl. Yes. <laughs> and then there's the whole national team and whether Emily can keep a scholarship and all that kind of stuff, this intrigue that's happening. And uh, Kaylee's dad is angling to be the president of The Rock so he can kick out uh, Sasha. Yeah, there's, 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 a lot, there's a lot brewing, right? Did they, um, did they pretty much write out that Kelly Parker chick? Well, I, I don't think so, because Kelly Parker, of course, is training in Denver with Marty. And I think every time uh. that the national team all gets together, which is, from what I understand, once a month, or if they have a, a competition, her. you know, yeah, then, then Kelly yeah. Parker shows up. Because wasn't she there in Paris? Ah, oh, God, I don't even remember her if she was. 
Yeah, I don't I don't remember either. I don't know. I thought she hurt her ankle or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. But I think uh, two th- two more things, then we can move on from Make It or Break It. I believe Lauren Tanner yeah. is the most inconsistently written character in television history. There's she's so mean, and then yet she'll be kind of nice. And I feel bad for that actress because, and hopefully we're going to get a chance to talk to her because I think we're Reba's working on that too. Yes. yes. But um, yeah, I mean, because is there anything more unlikable than her character? And then yet it's like. She's like bipolar or something like that. Well, she keeps learning these lessons and then not, and then forgetting them. I, 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 I'm, I'm yeah. trying to remember if you saw. Let me see. Have you seen her grandma? The, gra- yeah, the grandma. Yeah, yeah. Her grandmother just showed up. They had the dinner with the Camericas. Right, and she, you know, there, there's this moment that that Lauren has in that episode, which I've seen her character have a lot, where somebody points mm-hmm. out that she's really being dreadful. And she's really sort of a kind-hearted person underneath all of that, you know, where I actually feel for Lauren. And I think, wow, you know, she she deserves and she wants more. And she's she's really just this hurting child. But then she's just evil. Then she just turns around and is just mean straight to the face of every person there. And I'm like, well, here's a drinking game for you. What if we had to drink every time they have the speech where... They're a family, and they all have to come together and get each other's backs. And then within a split second, Lauren or somebody does something, or they're all going to focus on training, whatever it is, does something to completely, like, not do what they just said they were going to do. Yeah, right. I I think what you... There's, like, fucking ADD going on at the Rock. Yeah, it truly is. I don't know. I love it. I love to hear what you think about this next episode, which you're just about to see. And I've got a couple more to go. And then, of course, the new season starts as we've been following everybody involved with Make It or Break It on Twitter. The new season starts in uh, a couple, uh, couple of three weeks, as they say. So we will be barely, barely wait. I have my DVR set. Yes, will be very exciting. Uh, the uh, one other thing that I will say, uh, other than Lauren Tanner, is that for me, Make It or mm-hmm. Break It is no longer the Emily Kometko show. It's really the Kaylee Cruz show. I am so interested in her character every time she comes on and everything that goes on with her. And I'll tell you why, even though you're not asking. Um, I really, (laughs) what I really like about the rock girls is that they're all really good. As much as a bitch as Lauren is, she really is good on the beam, you know? She's not, mm-hmm. she 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 she's good at it, and I really like that this Kaylee Cruz character is actually really is the best, you know, the best, and she really yeah. does really great things. And she's aside from the fact that she crosses her arms too much, uh, I really mm-hmm. think she, her family dynamic and what's going on with her is is consistent and interesting and fascinating. And I think she's a a, a darn fine little actress if if. If she's not just that person, but I, I think the Kaylee Cruz storyline is uh, what's got me hooked this season. Although, well, you know me, I'm a pacing man myself. Yeah, I know, I know you're a pacing man, especially now that you know she's I, got a sister with royal blood. I, well, yeah, with royal rock blood. But I really want Payson to go back to a normal high school and 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 have a unprotected sex and get involved with drugs. That's what I'm hoping for in the, the next coming season. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> uh <laughs> but in the meantime, 
Meantime, we'll need to wrap things up here and head on out. Do you, I, I know we talked about this before we started recording today. Do you have anything you want to chum into the snark tank this week? I, I'm going to keep it really quick. It, yes, I do, because I feel we haven't done enough snarky chum. <clears throat> My snarky chum, flash mobs, Jason. <laughs> okay. I'm, uh, I'm over the flash mob, mob phenomena. Especially now that people are using it, which I kind of think is a creative use of the flash mob for crime. I think in Chicago and in Philadelphia recently, basically teenagers organized a flash mob, in quotes, where they just kind of bum rush a liquor store or a convenience store and just start a robin. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, so I don't know if that's technically a flash mob. It might just be a robbing, thieving mob. Yeah, but I think that just may- might be a mob. <laughs> It made me think about uh, the flash mob phenomena as it happened and it was on YouTube. And it made me think about how fucking annoying it would be if I was commuting in Times Square and then all of a sudden everybody just started whatever, you know, dancing the freaking uh, a waltz. And then how the joke's supposed to be on me, average citizen, for looking at everybody like they've lost their fucking mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, or. Yeah. The spontaneous party in the subway, whatever it is, you know what? You're being a bunch of douchebags, and what you're really doing is getting in the way of where I need to go. And uh, I, I don't think there's anything cute about it. So let's quit the flash mobs. So there you go. So uh, we've, I think we've covered a lot of bases today. We have. Um, it's it's been a, a jam packed show. We didn't have the time for a guest, so I will talk about my date uh, next week with our guest. Um, I yes. have a date this coming weekend with someone else. Cool. Yeah, well, then good. We'll have Joy maybe to, uh, you know, uh, you can talk about it and she can, uh, you know, give her perspective. Okay, sounds good. Uh, all right, well, my weekend, my weekend is going to be uh, not, not that uh, different from all my other weekends. I'm going to see a show tonight, um, a band called Wild Nothing, and actually a band from L.A. called Abe Vigoda. You can uh, laugh at the irony in that, Jason, if you want, but that's what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're very, both bands very good. I'm going to write a little something for both the blog, www.whatdovaysaid.com. And I think I'm going to get this also placed on the Almag, which is another site that I'm writing for. Yes. And then um, I'm going to see with my lovely wife, we're going to go see our favorite band, The Drive-By Truckers at the Fillmore, one of our favorite destinations. And that's on Saturday. And uh, actually, Hallie and I, uh, Hallie's doing a cycle for survival, which benefits uh, cancer. Sloan Kettering Cancer Society, and she's doing that on Saturday, riding a bike to raise money. So well, that's no, kind of cool. It, it so ben- I'll, benefits I'll cancer it. research, right? doesn't benefit cancer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good point, Jace. Thank you. There is a distinction. Yeah. Cancer research. So that's cool. We actually had a pub trivia on Monday to raise some money for that. And uh, guess what? We won. Our team won. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. Well, you, you as, yeah. as witnessed earlier by your knowledge of the winners of the past, you, you are nothing but good at remembering things trivial. Yeah, well, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Anyway, so that's what I got going on. Listeners, what do you have going on? Give us a call, 415-937-0445. We want to hear what you're doing this weekend. And you can always write us at whatdovaysaid at gmail.com. Jason and I are going to vow to play listener mail next week and dip into the mail sack. Yes, we do we do that vow. We've been we've been remiss, we've been getting a lot of things, but as you know, we 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 try to cover as much as we can on the show. I didn't even get to talk to you about yeah. my secret Twitter account this week and my big Twitter experiment. Ah, teaser. Teaser. So we'll talk about that next week. It's very exciting, and we'll talk about everything else, Rob. Next week. Well, 
And maybe maybe Renfro will come back and he can, uh, he can weigh in. He's a very popular uh, guest on the poll. Yes, he is. Uh, oh, let me do that again. We'll, we'll, we'll hear about it next week. <laughs> Goodbye, listeners. Bye. Au revoir. Bye.